Welcome to Let's Do Business, hosted by Alma Banuelos, San Diego Unified's podcast. We are lucky to have a very special person from our local PTAC, and that is Mike Sabellico. He has a long history with PTAC, first starting out as a part-time consultant, then graduating to full-time senior procurement advisor, and is now serving as the Interim Regional Director of the San Diego, Orange, and Imperial County PTAC. For those of you thinking, what is a PTAC? It stands for Procurement Technical Assistance Center. What they do is provide all different kinds of assistance to small businesses so that they can effectively compete for and perform on federal, state, and local government contracts. This assistance is provided at no cost to the small business owner. Mike is a 20-year veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard and has owned his own business since 2010, Vanguard Global Solutions. I first met Mike when he was executive director of the Disabled Veteran Business Alliance, leading amazing collaborative networking meetings at Camp Pendleton. He continues that amazing work today. Needless to say, Mike has tons of practical experience in multiple industries, which gives him an exceptional understanding into the challenges faced by small business owners entering government contracting. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Alma. It's a pleasure to be here today with you. Thank you. So let's just get right into it. You know, the reason we started this podcast is because Karen and I, you know, we've been out there for over 10 years working with small businesses, and we find ourselves repeating over and over and over some of the same advice. Um, We thought, hey, why not share some of these pieces Um, of advice, why not share some of the resources on a podcast, something that will stay, you know, forever out there so that folks, the same advice that we've been given, they could kind of access it whenever they want. And uh, PTAC is definitely one of those resources that we give to everyone that we meet, just about everyone. Uh, Why don't we start by you telling us a little bit more about PTAC and what kind of services PTAC provides? Sure. So uh, you've already said what the PTAC is. So we are laser focused in on helping small business with government contracting. So that's state, local, municipal, uh, and obviously federal. So the federal government is the largest procurer of goods and services in the world, and it will probably always be the largest procurement of goods and services. And the state of California is the fifth largest economy in the world. So they spend a heck of a lot of money. Uh, And what we do is we help you learn how to do business with those agencies, uh, federal, state, local, we do it a variety of ways. First of all, we'll do a bunch of webinars, and we have probably three or four a month on various topics, such as how to respond to an RFP, or how to write a company capability statement, or marketing, or subcontracting, or various topics like that. We also do uh, a great series on how to do business with a certain agency. San Diego Unified School District is one of those agencies we do it with. And it's, uh, it's a phenomenal opportunity for small businesses that are interested in doing business with that specific agency. So the agency will tell you a little bit about themselves. It will tell you how you have to get ready to do business with them, all the requirements that you have to complete in order to do business with them. And then it will give you a little bit of a taste of what they think the upcoming opportunities are for small businesses with that agency. So we do that with a bunch of different agencies, San Diego Unified, obviously, uh, Customs and Border Patrol, Department of General Services, General Service Administrations, just to name a few. Uh, So that's the webinar part and the training part. The meat and potatoes of what we do is 
the one-on-one counseling. Mm-hmm. So you'll get a counseling session with one of uh, our advisors. We have expert advisors, seven of them on staff, uh, two full-time and, and five uh, that are part-time. And if we don't have an advisor that has a specific expertise that you have, we're also plugged into APTAC, which is a national organization of PTAC advisors across the country. So if we don't have that specific answer, we can find it. That one-hour appointment is up to you. You can ask us whatever you want to ask us. You can ask for help in a certification in a variety of areas, and we will help you with whatever you need help with. But some of the main topics we see are certification questions, how to get ready to you know respond to a specific bid, or how do I do government contracting? So we will help you if you've never done government contracting, and we'll help you if you've been doing government contracting for 10 years. Awesome. And when you were talking about certifications, those are the minority-owned certification, disabled veteran-owned, small business, women-owned certifications. Yeah, correct. So you have federal certifications and state certifications. On the federal side of the house, there's four certifications that you can get. Um, The 8A certification is the small disadvantaged business certification, and that's applicable to five of the uh, socially, economically disadvantaged groups that are recognized by the federal government. You've got uh, black American-owned businesses. You've got Asian Pacific Islander Rim. You've got Hispanic. You've got Alaska Native and American Native. Now, you can certify in that if, you are, if you've been discriminated against. For instance, if you're a Caucasian woman and you're in the construction industry, and every time you go to a construction meeting, all the, all the gentlemen in the room say, hey, Missy, get me a cup of coffee. Mm. Uh, and then you're not really being taken seriously as a business owner. So that's an example where you could write a social narrative about how you've been discriminated against. So that's the 8A program. You have the Women-Owned Small Business Certification Program, which also has an economically disadvantaged component to it. Um, That's for women-owned small businesses. Then you have the Hub Zone, which is the historically underutilized business zone. And that's based on areas in the United States that are industrial areas, not so nice areas Mm -hmm. that uh, people live in that there's not a lot of money being made, so they call them Hub Zones. And then you have the Service Disabled Veteran-Owned Small Business Certification. So that's the four that the federal government has. The state government has two. It's the Small Business Certification and the Disabled Veteran Business Enterprise Certification. So we can help with those. And then I could answer another hour on what all the other certifications are for the other agencies. There's so so many. There's (laughs) countless. So you really have to figure out as a small business owner, who is my most likely target and what certifications would help me with that target? So just don't go out and get every certification possible. Pick specific ones that are going to give you leverage in the contracting arena. That's great advice. And, you know, especially for uh, something that you mentioned a little bit earlier, folks that are transitioning from maybe the private sector into public agency-type work into government contracting. I know for San Diego Unified School District, we get a lot of folks that are, for example, in the residential construction field, right? They're, they've excelled at doing work uh, privately for the residential kind of areas um, or for um, the developers, for example. And now they're looking into, hey, you know, San Diego Unified is building up their schools. Uh, other public agencies, Sandag, they had so much construction going on with the trolley. UCSD is just a completely different new campus with all the construction going on. Is the PTAC a good resource for folks that are transitioning from that private sector into potential uh, government-type work? Absolutely. 
So if you've done work in the residential sector or the commercial sector, right. you've done a lot of the things that you're going to need to do to do government contracting. There's just different terms to learn and different hoops to jump through. But yeah, certainly that's, you know, that's what we excel at. And I think, you know, given the state of our economy and the fact that, you know, we just had an $8 billion rate, is it $8 billion or $8 trillion? I think it's like a one to three trillion. Trillion, yes. yes. Trillion. You know, once we get above million, my mind has a trouble <laughs> grasping that. that That's why we have our producer, Sydney, here <laughs> helping us out thank, with those thank facts. Thank you, Sydney. So there's a lot of money going into infrastructure, and that's going to come into California in a variety of ways. Like uh, Caltrans is one of the major agencies that is going to get a lot of that money. But you certainly have opportunities to work for the federal and state and local governments if you've been focused on the residential and commercial sector. And you just have to transition and make sure you do the right, take the right steps in order to be ready to do that contracting. And, you know, being in business for a certain period of time, we we don't define that as being a prerequisite, but it certainly helps if you've got past performance, Mm -hmm. you've got some experience in your business already, you've got positive cash flow, you've got employees already, you know, if you're going to start all that up from scratch and then start going after government contracting, you might run into some challenges. So it's better to, you know, start off on the residential or commercial side, build some business, and then transition to the federal and state side. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And are there, you mentioned, you know, length of uh, being in time time of business. Um, are there any uh, perfect candidates uh, that would receive assistance from PTAC? Is it diverse? Are there requirements? What what are you what kind of folks are you looking for? Well, we're looking for anybody who wants to get into government contracting. And I would say, you know, we don't have the perfect candidate because I've had companies that sold something that I wouldn't consider as being being very lucrative or being something the government wants, being very successful. Mm. So, you know, what you have to have is you have to be a good business owner. And the government buys everything from paperclips to missiles. However, like the federal government doesn't buy the parts of a missile. Mm -hmm. It just buys the missile. So if you're the maker of a circuit board or some wiring that's used in the missile, you could be the subcontractor to Raytheon for the Patriot missile and you'd sell that to Raytheon. They would use it to build the missile, and the government would buy the missile from Raytheon. Um, for instance, I had a young military spouse who wanted to sell uh, high-end beauty care products to the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's that's great, but there, you've got some problems here because the Marines, first of all, they don't have a lot of hair. So they're not going <laughs> to use a lot of shampoo. <laughs> Secondly, all the Marines think they're beautiful. Sorry for the Marines out there. But, <laughs> so they don't think they need any beauty products. But And, and third, the Marine Corps is not going to buy high-end products for the Marines to put in those showers. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a product you might want to sell to the exchange where the military families are. So, yeah, the government buys everything, and you know, there's not a perfect client I think it really is dependent on what you make or what service you provide and who do you think you can sell it to. Awesome. And it sounds like this would be a great conversation that a, a business, a small business would have with a counselor to try to figure out, hey, you know, maybe in my mind, I want to sell, you know, apples to the school district. But in talking with a counselor, maybe they'll redirect me a little bit and say, well, your apples may end up on, you know, school lunches for the school district, but your route is going to be just a little bit different. That's a great example, Alma. And yeah, so you don't know how the, you know, for the, in this case, the school district buys food or buys lunches. So you do have to do that homework. You have to figure out who in the government buys what you're selling and then try to figure out what's the best approach to that. 
So yeah, I mean, there, there's no specific answer there. It, it really is dependent on, you know, what you're selling and uh, who your target agency is and how do they buy things. So you, we, what we would do is we would help you do some research. There's a couple of websites that I always recommend to people look at for federal government. And one of them is uh, the Federal Data Procurement System database. And that's F as in Frank, P as in Paul, D as in David, S as in Sam, .gov, fpds.gov. And that's one of the websites where the government is required to advertise what they bought, how much they paid for it, and who they bought it from. And that goes back for years. So if you find out that you're selling widgets to the government and you go onto this website and you find out that there's 100 companies that sell widgets and the widgets are, are purchased by the government anywhere from $90 to $110 and the widgets you want to sell are $130, you're probably not going to get much traction. But if right. the widgets you sell are at 95 you could perhaps get a, a share of that market. So that gives you a lot of information and, you know, Information is power, so you have yes. to do your homework. And, you know, that's what we would do. We would help you f- try to figure out, is this product or service right for federal, state, or local government? Awesome, yeah. You know, I think for me, when we meet one-on-one with <coughs> vendors and, <coughs> excuse me, contractors, that's one of the things you mentioned, research, and, you know, making sure you know kind of where to go and, and doing a lot of this work before you actually go into meeting with um public agencies or uh, buyers directly, uh, you could always tell who's done their research, right? And who's going to excel, even if if they don't bid on that exact uh, contract that you're discussing. You know that the folks are preparing themselves and getting them getting themselves ready for that next step. And part of it is doing a lot of that research. Part of it will be talking things out with, a, um, with one of the counselors, for example, I hope that folks after this uh, podcast don't think, oh, I'll call a counselor, and then in one week I'll have, be working with all the government agencies, right? Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be able to definitely prepare you for it, but it's going to take some time. Correct. I, we tell people if you haven't done government contracting, it's six to six to 12 months okay. for that first contract. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get a contract in the first week. Right. And it's really dependent on circumstances of what you're trying to sell and again who you're trying to sell to but if you haven't done it to do it consistently it's going to be like a six-month workup period to you so you get you know the the data you need to go after the targets that you want you execute that business development strategy and then you finally hopefully win some contracts and it's a key point here is that you know most times when people bid on government contracts it's either to a request for a proposal or a request for a quote and if you bid on 10 and you win three, that's considered successful in government contracting. Yes. You know, compared to, you know, uh, most of the Major League Baseball players, if they're batting 300, they're happy, right? Right. So that's good. But remember, these proposals can take many, many hours of work or there's a lot of time and effort put into each one. So you've done 10 of these and seven times you lose. Right. So you have to be able to be, you have to understand that's the type of arena that you're entering into and you can't be discouraged by that. And you have to have enough, uh, you have to have enough strategy so that you're pricing those things appropriately. So the three that you win are also paying for the seven that you lose because all of this is time and effort. And what's your number one commodity, your most precious commodity as a business owner is your time. And I know that's my case. It's, you know, for me is my time. I, it's not on my calendar. It doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. 
your time is the most precious commodity. Yeah, and I like that you say that too. That it's part of the business, right? To to bid and to not win, and you're not going to win them all. That is the case with the big companies out there, with your Swinnertons, with your Dafferbeeties, with with everyone out there. That you, Turner, they're they're not winning every single contract that they're bidding, but they are planning out what they're going to bid. Um, they don't bid everything that they see out there as well, and I think that that's the same. Um, even though they're bigger companies and, and, and a small business might think, well, no, I don't have the same kind of process. For a lot of things, you should be thinking um, like those bigger companies and, and go out there and, and give it a try, but with the understanding that you may not win them all. Yeah, I, I like one of the uh, topics you just brought up too is that they don't bid everything. Right. So uh, one of the most important things that we teach our small businesses we work with is the bid, no bid decision. So when you see an opportunity, you have to have some tool, and we have a recommended tool you can use, and it's a quick 10-question little survey about who's the competition, who's the incumbent, does the government like them, are we competitive on cost, do we really know that what we're bidding, do we have people on staff already? Those are simple questions you can answer and come to a quick no-bid or bid decision because once you start investing time and effort into uh, responding to a bid, some of these can get pretty complicated. Yes. So you get halfway through it, you know, you're a week into it. Do you really want to throw it all away because you realize at that point, no, we shouldn't be tracking this? That's hard to do for most business owners. So what they do is they just continue. They put another week or two into it. They bid it, and then they don't win it, and then they're frustrated. So if you can make intelligent business decisions off the bat about whether you should bid it or not, it saves you a lot of time and effort. The other thing you can do as far as figuring out whether you want to do business with an agency is, you know, if you have matchmaking opportunities or you're at events or trade shows, having a quick five to 10 minute conversation with a contracting person or a small business liaison officer can often indicate to you whether or not this is a good match. This mm -hmm. is an agency that, yes, I have an opportunity to work with. And if it doesn't, well, then you've only wasted five or 10 minutes instead of hours trying to market to this agency that you just found out is really not a good match for you. So again, it's all about um, strategic business decisions and as far as who you're going to try to interact with, who you're going to try to sell to. I like that um, commentary as well because we actually just met um, with uh, a small business that's starting starting out. Uh, actually, they've done business for quite some time. They want, they're interested in working with San Diego Unified, and there are some things that we talked about regarding pre-qualification, which they mentioned, hey, we're, we're not, we don't have some of those things. And so one of the topics that we discussed was getting ready, you know, getting those kind of ducks in a row. And so this uh, contractor doesn't have to worry about or waste time kind of knocking on our door for now um, because they're going to get all this other stuff ready so that when they come knocking on our door and we say, well, do you have this, this, and this? They'll say yes, yes, and yes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they'll be ready to go. Yeah, that's a good point is, you know, making sure you've uh, dotted all the I's and crossed mm -hmm. the T's as far as your prerequisites. Because if you don't, you know, you could get into the bidding process. You could actually be successful and the agency is going to come back and say, hey, uh, we just noticed that your insurance is lower yes. than it's supposed to be. And then you're jumping through, you know, hoops to try to get that and you may not get it. Mm -hmm. Bonding is a huge issue. Uh, years ago when you were a subcontractor, the primes would often carry your bond. Now they don't. Right. You have to be able to 
be bondable as a small business or else you can't work for most of these public agencies, at least the, the local ones right. that you know of. So, you know, those are things that you just have to know, and the prereqs are very important. I have several long-term clients that um, I specifically know that their, their insurance requirements are double everyone else. So instead of a one million policy general liability, you have to have two million, and I, you know, I factor that into my bids to that agency so that mm-hmm. they can help me pay for that because that's that's how you do business. So you right. you have to know what the prereqs are, and as far as you know, San Diego Unified, you guys have a great program. You know, you've publicized what a business needs to have in order to do business with you. So it's pretty simple. And if anyone's got questions on that, they can they can call you guys. Hey, you can come come see the PTAC. We can certainly help with that too. But that is a key point. Be, you know, have everything done so you're not struggling at the last second. Right. Well, I, I thank you so much for all of this information. And I love, really, I want to emphasize that the counselors, these are conversations that you could have one-on-one folks with the counselors over at PTAC. If there's something that you feel, hey, there's something specific to my company that I'd like to discuss with someone just to see if maybe I could even sell to public agencies, that's the type of conversation that you can have with a counselor. So we really encourage you to um, to work with, to sign up for the PTAC, maybe uh, sign up to get a counselor. But also, uh, you have amazing events. You started off with the webinars, and there's always something interesting going on. So um, I know you have an amazing calendar on your website, and we'll make sure to include your website on the description of today's uh, podcast. Awesome. But, but yeah, definitely. I don't know if you want to talk about other events. You talked about the how to do business, but you have tons of other webinars going on as well. Right. We have a host of other webinars. And again, we some of them are uh, hosted and sponsored by ourselves. I do a, a, a co-branded event with the SoCal VBOC as well, oh. specifically for veteran and disabled veteran-owned businesses. So instead of uh, the name of the webinar is doing business with somebody, it's doing business with such and such agency as a veteran-owned business. So Got we specifically it. talk about you know veteran-owned business opportunities. Or I do the certification one, and we focus on the veteran and the disabled vet certs, which are a little different. You know, for example, for the state of California to be a disabled veteran-owned business enterprise, you have to have a 10% or more disability rating from the F- Department of Ve- Veterans Affairs. To be a service-disabled veteran-owned small business for the federal government, you have to have a 0% rating. And that's going to add, you know, a lot of people are going to say, what, 0%? <laughs> well, that's a, f- that's a whole other podcast. We'll get into that <laughs> some other time. But, yeah, so there's some distinctions between that. So, you know, we'll do very focused webinars as well for a specific you know, women-owned small business, HubZone, and, 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 um, and other ones. So, you know, it's a, we, the, the PTAC has been around for 25 years. Mm-hmm. We've helped people get over $2.2 billion in contracts in that time created over 33,000 jobs. So it's an organization that's, you know, been been there and done that, so to speak. And our counselors, like I said, have uh, expertise in a variety of areas. So, you know, we're out here to help you. I wish when I started my small business 10 years ago, I had reached out to PTACs, the SBDCs, the Veteran Business Outreach Centers, because I would have avoided some pretty costly mistakes. Mm. So we're out there. The government has is paying our, our salaries. They're funding our organizations. Small business should reach out to all the resources possible. And that's not only the ones that I'm talking about here, but, you know, Alma and Karen are 
outstanding resources to work to do business with San Diego Unified. They're also, you know, huge reps for our PAC, our Public Agencies Consortium. So any agency in San Diego, they're going to be able to help you with that too. So reach out to those people because everyone wants to see you succeed. We want to see, we want to help you, and we want to be part of that success and celebrate with you. Oh, thank you for that, Mike. <laughs> I'll always take all the kudos I can get. So <laughs> thank you for that for sure. And all this amazing um, offerings that PTAC has, the counseling, the webinars, um, the conversations about certification, all of this. How much does that cost? Can you repeat that for us again? Yes, that's <laughs> no cost. I, I hesitate to say free because sometimes people associate free with not good. So it's no cost. And, uh, you know, we are pr- highly uh, successful professionals in our own right. So, yes. you know, we are getting really good counseling. And, again, the government's paid for it. We are hosted by Southwestern Community College. Uh, so they're a tremendous host. We, we're in uh, National City, if you want to see us in person. We do about 95% of our appointments via Zoom because they're one-hour appointments and, you know, business owners, their time is constricted. Yes. So we can do Zoom appointments. But, you know, we're there for you. We want to help you. So please reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, you know, again, folks out there, PTAC is just an amazing resource. Like we said earlier, no cost to you. Um, definitely these folks are getting compensated because they're amazing people. You know, folks that have been in in business for a long time um, have a lot of experience with government contracting and they want to share this information with you. And uh, as such, they're getting compensated by the government uh, for their time uh, and they're providing these services to you, the small businesses, at no cost to you. So um, very important to, to get the as much information and as much resources as possible before you take these big steps. Like Mike said, he wishes he would have talked to a PTAC counselor, uh, SBDC counselor, other a- agencies and resources out there before making some of those costly mistakes. And that's what we want uh, for you as well. We want you to have this process be as easy as possible. It's not going to be easy, right? It's not an easy road. Um, but definitely as much as we can, we'd like to uh, kind of pave the way for you a little bit. And definitely with the counselors that you'll meet at PTAC, they don't want you to go through the same mistakes. So we really encourage you to visit the PTAC website to start the process to register uh, and, uh, and then start joining some of the webinars and maybe talk to a counselor. So Mike, thanks again for joining us here. Do you have any words of wisdom or kind of last pieces of advice that you'd like to give to our listeners out there? Uh, Just don't get discouraged. It is a very difficult environment to get into. So, um, you know, it's easy to get discouraged at first with a couple of losses or, you know, overwhelmed by acronyms or the Mm -hmm. process itself. So I wouldn't I wouldn't get discouraged. It's it can be very profitable. It can be very rewarding. So keep that in mind. And, you know, last but not least, go Red Sox. Of course, I knew you were going to end with that. Well, (laughs) folks, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mike, despite that. Boston accent coming through a little bit every now and then. We still love you. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you for your time. Folks, thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, let's do business.